Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Friends Indeed podcast. Before we get into our show, I wanted to just take a moment to play this Ukrainian music and to have us send prayers and strength and courage to the brave men and women and children who are defending their country, fleeing for their lives against a tyrannical dictator. We stand with them and support. So dedicate this show in their honor. So I'm Rabbi Joshua Levine Grader. I'm glad you're with us today. And we're going to spend some time learning about our bad weather shelter program and the uh, opportunity that we have uh, to help those uh, in need during this uh, winter season. So traditionally, uh, we have had a bad weather shelter in cold uh, months where we are uh, open December through March, and we have uh, emergency shelter on nights where it's going to be 40 degrees or lower, or 40% chance of rain. And we've traditionally, pre-COVID, partnered with the church. People can come in, chronically homeless, get a cot, warm place to sleep, hot meal, uh, support from the community, volunteers, get connected to services, and have a safe place to sleep from 8 p.m. until 7 a.m. But with COVID, we haven't been able to do that. And so for the last two years, we've pivoted to a cold weather distribution, offering supplies and uh, services with our nurses and with our uh, staff, and then for the most vulnerable, able to uh, provide a motel room. So I wanted to uh, welcome to the program today, Lindsay Reed, who is our uh, director the Bad Weather Shelter, as well as our Senior Manager of Programs. Uh, she's our newest staff member, but uh, no stranger to Friends Indeed. So I'm really glad uh, to be with Lindsay Reed uh, today. She's our newest uh, staff member. She is the Senior Manager of Programs and the Director of our Bad Weather Shelter and Distribution Program, and uh, just want to welcome her to Friends Indeed. And uh, Lindsay, why don't you just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, where you're coming from before Friends Indeed. I was born and raised here in Pasadena. I was homeschooled through high school, went to school at PCC before I transferred out. And um, I just love this community, love being able to serve the people in this community. And I hope to never leave Pasadena. So prior to this, I worked at Pasadena City College in the flea market. So I ran a nonprofit flea market where the proceeds went to student uh, students' life programs and scholarships. So we brought in about... $50,000 a year in scholarships and another uh, $200,000 a year for student programming. Let's get into this season of the cold weather distribution. So as folks know, since COVID, we haven't been able to have our bad weather uh, shelter. But uh, last year, um, we partnered with Pasadena Presbyterian Church and Lindsay uh, created this 
cold weather supply distribution and handled the motel uh, stays that we were able to do. And this year, uh, she is uh, directing it, and uh, we are at First United Methodist Church partnering with them. So, Lindsay, can you just remind folks about the process and what happens and um, how it works uh, when we're open on these Thursday nights and then on other cold weather uh, nights? Every Thursday, regardless of weather, we are at the church from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., meeting with clients, giving them supplies that they need, connecting them with resources. And on weather-activated nights, which is 40 degrees or below, or a 40% chance of rain, and now this season with high winds and high heat advisories, we have been activated a lot. So we update a hotline that clients can call. We hand out that number to everyone that we come across. They can call that number, find out if we're going to be activated, come and meet us at a church, and we will set them up with a motel stay. So we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, Lindsay's going to tell us some stories of a few of the clients that we've been able to help so far this season. So this is the Friends Indeed podcast. I'm Rabbi Joshua Levine Grader. Stay with us. We'll be right back. So I am thrilled to announce that once again, Friends Indeed is going to be hosting the Pasadena Mayor's Interfaith Prayer Breakfast. It is going to be Thursday, May 5th from 7.30 to 9 a.m. at the Pasadena Convention Center. It's a morning of prayer, of community, of connection, and uh, we're really excited this year that our keynote speaker is going to be Reina Grande. She is a best-selling author and a Pasadena City College alumna. You won't want to miss hearing her talk. So be on the lookout for information regarding tickets and sponsorships, and uh, we look forward to seeing you on May 5th for our Passing the Mayor's Interfaith Prayer Breakfast. So welcome back to the show. I've asked Lindsay to share some stories of a few of the clients that we've been able uh, to help and uh, to give you a sense of who some of the folks are that are coming to our program and also how uh, the integration of our programs all through Friends Indeed uh, has been able to help one person uh, navigate through and uh, find some success uh, in getting back on their feet. So Stephanie first encountered Friends Indeed when she connected with Ryan, who's the director of our eviction prevention and rental assistance program. And unfortunately, even with our assistance, she uh, did end up losing her housing and found herself unhoused and living in her car. She then went to the women's room, who sent her a referral to come visit us at the Bad Weather Shelter and take advantage of our nursing uh, care. So she met with our APU nurses, who advised her to go get immediate uh, medical attention for some issues she was having. Once she did that, we did place her in a motel so that she could recover for about a week, a week and a half. And then we connected her with our housing navigator, Najwa, who was Uh, able to find her immediate housing in Project Room Key. So she is now housed, her and her dog are housed in uh, downtown LA. And none of that would have happened if we hadn't been able to connect her to the various resources that we offer at Friends Indeed. So that's that's a tremendous uh, success uh, for us. And uh, we're so grateful for everyone um, in in being able to to help, help this woman. So 
Lindsay, there's been a few other folks that have shown up, and um, you know, we 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 have a particular population that we usually help in the bad weather shelter, uh, which is chronically homeless uh, folks, uh, you and usually individuals. But with this program. Uh, where it's not uh, necessarily an overnight shelter, uh, folks coming for supplies, coming for help, um, and hopefully maybe a, a motel room. We've had a couple of uh, really uh, difficult, uh, difficult uh, cases, and so I wanted you to maybe share uh, a little bit about uh, those um, very personal cases, so we won't use any names or anything, but... Um, some some folks, uh, particularly some women, that we don't often uh, get a chance uh, t- to help or to encounter. Yeah, so the one most recently was a couple of weeks ago. It was a female who was actively fleeing a domestic violence situation. She had come across our street outreach team and was told to come to the church just to see if there was any way that we could help her. What we ended up doing was placing her in a safe place in a motel for, she's been there about a week and a half now, and we are working on getting her um, an apartment through our eviction prevention rental assistance program, which because she is currently fleeing, she falls under a category of being us being able to provide her assistance. So we, she has uh, found an apartment. She has done all of her uh, work on her end, and we are now connecting with the landlord to see how we can provide assistance, um, probably the the deposit and the first few months rent. So we're really excited to be able to do that and so glad that she came down to the bad weather supplies just to see what we had to offer. So Lindsay, in trying to help uh, this woman uh, fleeing domestic violence, um, I tried to help, you tried to help. Uh, we learned some uh, difficult things about that system. Um, maybe you could share. Uh, obviously, we don't have a uh, domestic violence shelter ourselves, so we were trying to help this woman uh, connect her with resources, and um, we found uh, some real challenges with that. Yes, so that was actually a huge shock to me. Um, I personally spent three hours on the phone the next day after meeting with her, trying to find a safe place for her to go. This was before I knew we were able to help her find an apartment. So I was just trying to find uh, some shelter for her. And that proves to be extremely difficult for a single female with children who are not in her custody um, because most of these shelters and safe havens exist to serve families or women with children. So that's a huge gap that I learned about in this system um, and in resources that are offered to women who are fleeing domestic violence situations. There was, I was on a hotline with the uh YWCA of San Gabriel Valley, and they were able to find one bed in the entire state available for a single female, and it was in Northern California. Wow. Well, that's kind of unnerving to learn, and we will do our best to continue uh, to help as best we can. Obviously, uh, we are not uh, equipped with a domestic violence uh, shelter ourselves, but uh, we pass people on as best we can to the resources uh, that we have available. So Lindsay is doing a great job. I just want to thank you for all your hard work. And uh, this has not been an easy season. And as I said, Lindsay just kind of joined us. Uh, 
just recently and jumped in with both feet into the deep end. So thank you and uh, really appreciate all the hard work. And to show you uh, an example of what we've done in terms of the motels, because there's a lot of discussion out there. We're not having a shelter and our motels, um, an option for helping people. So this season so far, starting at the end of January, we have been open, activated 18 nights. We have helped 60 individuals, and that has equaled 269 motel stays in uh, this the past month. 269 stays, 18 nights of being open, 60 individuals that we've been able to help. At, at the most, on a given night, we've had 39 uh, people in a motel room off the streets, out of the cold, or as Lindsay said, out of the heat or out of the wind. And uh, this program will continue through the end of March, and uh, we will continue to uh, do our best to help as many people as we can. So again, if you see someone on the street... You can let them know on Thursday evenings from 5 to 7 p.m. We are at the First United Methodist Church. It's 500 East Colorado, and uh, they're welcome to come and get supplies and nursing care and any other uh, help that we might be able to offer. So that is going to wrap up this episode of the Friends Indeed podcast. I really appreciate you being here. And if you liked what you heard and would like to learn more about our work, you can visit our website, friendsindeedpas.org. And this week, I want to end uh, as I began uh, with a dedication to the Ukrainian people who are under siege and uh, suffering greatly and so in doing some research, I found uh, a piece of music called A Moonlight Night. And uh, it's a love song. And the person who posted it said it's the most beautiful Ukrainian song. So I'm going to leave you with this. It's about four minutes. It's from a Ukrainian symphony orchestra and choir. It was composed by Mykola Lysenko with lyrics by Mikhailo Staryetsky. And uh, it was arranged by Diana Novak, and there are young soloists from the choir. So please uh, listen and appreciate this beautiful love song, and do all you can uh, to help uh, the Ukrainian people. There's lots of ways uh, to get involved and to donate and to support them uh, as they battle uh, for their country. So this is the Friends Indeed podcast. I'm Rabbi Joshua Levine Grader. Thank you so much uh, for being with us and uh, enjoy this song. Oh.